All right, everybody. Uh, all right, all right, all right. Let's thank thank you, everybody. I, it's just such a magical day. I I, I can't thank you enough, uh, everybody, for being here. And me and Janine, we're we're just so so excited to be to be married today, and and have everyone here to share in, in such a such a wonderful event in our lives. It's I mean, this is the biggest thing we've ever gotten through. It's a great. <laughs> No, listen. I I gotta I gotta pass the mic over here to. You sound drunk. All right, all right. Just let's settle down, Jimmy. Let's. Uh, all right. They, what a card, right? Everybody. If you don't know Jimmy, you should get to know him. Make a point Jimmy! to get to know him. Make a point to get to know him. But uh, seriously, uh, on, on a serious note, you guys. But seriously, we. I, I gotta I gotta pass it over to my to my main man, who's not a man. He's made a major impact on my life, but you know what? Good things come in small packages. I mean, he's he's a little stick of dynamite with a tail. It's, that's that's the thing that I keep saying with, to Janine. I love you, baby. But, like, yeah, I'm going to pass it over here to my best friend, my best man, Jeff. Just, if you could get, give me a quick get, hand get you up, up there, there, please. Okay, hang on. Oh, there we go. There. All right, there All right. we go. Here's the mic. Oh, thank you. Oh, all right. All right, <laughs> two hands. That's all heavy. Right. Keep, that's keep it clean, buddy. Keep it clean. Oh, all right. All right. <laughs> oh, ladies and gentlemen, once again, the bride and groom, right? Too right. right. Too right. They're lovely. You're the best. Oh, thank you, everyone, for coming here today to witness this amazing ceremony between two people who clearly love each other. I mean, Randy... You, you're my best friend, and Janine, you look so unspeakably hot, and I can say that because we've all been drinking. Jim, you're right. Randy, you sound drunk. <laughs> you sound so drunk. Jim's got you. He's got you nailed. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, let me see here. It is here, friends. Janine looks so hot. Right. And uh, and 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 your friends, Janine. I mean, uh, did, did did you get a special permit to have this many fine birds in here? <laughs> all right, all right. I've uh, I'd like to thank all of you for not stepping on me. Uh, we've all all been enjoying dancing. All right, a little That's more about us, Jeff. Very more about important us. to know, little, and I don't want to bring us, you down. I'm not. In a thoughty figure. All right, Jeff. A little more about I'm the not, bride and groom. I'm huh? not like Randy's dad over there. He's looking so angry all day. But I first I first met Randy. I was outside of a bar. I had just finished. I was tracking a cobra. I had just lost a job. I was freelancing. I was outside a pub. And all of a sudden, I'm like, it's a clear night, but it's raining on me. Who's a bloke thinks he can have a slash on Jeff the Mongoose? I'm ready to go to town. I'm ready to tear somebody's bollocks off. And as as this guy Randy says, I'm sorry, puppy dog. He called me fucking puppy yeah, dog. He like called a, me fucking puppy like dog. You look like a wet dog, Jeff. You look like a wet dog. Oh, you smell like wet oh, too. Oh, I smell. <laughs> I smell. I reeked of your freshly hewn urine. Is what I did. I peed all over me. He night. peed all over me. Best mates from that moment forward. I mean, all my mates. Are ridiculous. A Doolahan? He's no proper mate. You can't go to a pub with him. You can't take him to a church. You can't cross-bleed and move in water with him. I mean, his special ability may not be the fact that his head comes off. 
it may not be that he can spray uh, blistering poison with his eyes. But my friend, Randy, his the, you can go to pub with him. He's a good regular bloke, and I don't have many of those in my life. I feel like I'm surrounded myself, finally, with constructive people that are good for Jeff. And what's good for Jeff is good for the gander. Am I right, birds? Am I right? All right, all right, Jeff. Thank you. Thank you for making it about you, Jeff. Right, right. Well, it's about you today, brother. Right. It's about you today. And you, Janine, I'm getting, I, you just look so hot. Am I right? Jimmy, how hot's Janine? You're starting to creep, Jeff. All right, whatever that was. Okay, all right, settle down then. So it is to the bride and groom. I believe it's time for someone else's turn. All right, all right Jeff. Thank you. Thank you. You're my best friend. I love You're you my today. best I friend. I love, you. I love you so much. We've been drinking. Now let's hear from the maid of honor. And if you get honor, you stay honor. Am I right? Here you go, love. It's such a happy evening to make what to kiss everyone. Oh, Oh, that's right. June's right around the corner, everybody. Get that Albasaur as your maid of honor. Yeah, prepare your speeches now. Try to drink less than you would if you're speaking. (laughs) Simple rules for June weddings, people. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Dave Flora. I'm Dave Stecco, and And welcome to part two. Blurry photos. Part two of Alien Taxonomy. (laughs) This time with 100% more Alien Taxonomy. (laughs) (laughs) I finally laid groundwork for what we're discussing, though. Yeah. It is. So we're uh, not even going to start out with a taxonomy, though. I know. <laughs> with that, another delay. <laughs> uh, now, where we left off uh, last week was um, just some historical records, some biblical references, some uh, Vedic references. Yeah. Um, and, and just some groundwork for what it means to interact with an alien and, and things of that nature. But let's talk about why haven't we? Yeah. We have not run afoul, askew, askance, or all three of a single alien entity to that our we, knowledge. That we know of. That yeah. we know of. So why is that? Why no definitive proof? I'll tell you why. In two long, lugubrious answers. <laughs> Number one, we're jumping to, have, have we jumped in too quick? We're, we're okay, right? No, 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 we're good. Yeah, okay. so... So yeah, we we haven't seen aliens, and there there are some good reasons. And let's let's start with our our buddy Ludwig Van Drake. <laughs> the uh, it's more fun to make up first names if you don't know them. The Drake equation. Let's talk about this thing. The Drake equation is a probabilistic argument used to estimate the number of active, communicative extraterrestrial civilizations in the Milky Way galaxy. It just limits itself to our galaxy. Sounds pretty good, right? Yeah. Written by astrophysicist Dr. Frank Drake in 1961, it's an interesting formulation to try and guess how many communicative civilizations might be in our own galaxy, but half of it is unfortunately unknown and therefore very difficult to estimate. Yeah, it's it's just one estimate times an estimate, divide right. by an estimate. Yeah, it's... Yeah. I mean, I get what he's going for, but like everyone plugs in different numbers and you, you know. Yeah. And that's, that's the beauty and the curse of it. 
1961, Drake and, and others, his, his colleagues, best guests, broke down as such. We start with um, one star formed per year on the average over the life of the galaxy, and that's, that's regarded as conservative, right? So one star formed per year. In reality, that, that number may be much more or much less. Who knows? Uh, but if you take one star per year and then you multiply it by one-fifth to one-half of all stars formed that have planets. I, I'm I, sorry. I, get it out, Flora. I, 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 I. Sorry to jump into this so hot and heavy. But That's we got to. Okay. We got to. Sometimes we, we got to do the math up front. See, we're uh, we're starting in. Go go back and listen to the first episode so you get all the uh, the bricks in the mason masonry. I don't believe in the concept of someone just showing up in the middle of a two parter. I think any and even anyone who is just stumbling upon our podcast would be like, well, okay, I should back up the truck a little. That's true. Anywho, aliens Drake we're, equation. We're, we're on the Drake equation, and we've already got one star formed per year as a as a just a basic conservative yeah. number. Then we go to one fifth to one half of star f- of stars formed will have planets. Yeah. So the number the number lowers. Then you've got stars with planets will have between one and five planets capable of developing life. Yeah. So the number drops. One hundred percent of those planets will develop life. All right. One hundred percent. Is that even, why is that even 100% of nothing happens 100% of the time, (laughs) but it's in the equation for some reason. Well, I think, I mean, the, the equation doesn't have, the equation doesn't include those numbers. Those are numbers. Other people plug into it. That's true. So, and then the next, the next part, 100% of which will develop intelligent life. I, I don't know. Let's say, let's say they're plugging in the number one. So one star out of five will have a planet capable of developing life. That's one planet that will develop life, and that same planet will develop intelligent life. But it won't. Why not? Why won't it? Why won't it? Well, I mean, you're saying if you're estimating the amount of planets that every planet that has life won't necessarily develop intelligent life. Right. I mean. But we're saying there is one that does. There's one out of. All the, the planets that have formed out of oh, all oh, the stars. One will. One, yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying of all those. those right, know, right, right. No, no, no. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, let's, we're just saying one. One of all that will. So 10 to 20% of, of planets like that will uh, have, have intelligent life that will be able to communicate. So the number drops even more. Every time right. you go through this equation, the number gets smaller and smaller and smaller. Yep. yep. And by the end, uh, maybe uh, it, it'll take a thousand to maybe a hundred thousand years that it takes this civilization, this this uh, um, life, this intelligent life that can communicate. It'll take that long to communicate. Yep. So then, um, with these numbers. Drake concluded that there must be between 1,000 and 100,000 civilizations in the Milky Way that that fit this equation. And that's taken very conservative numbers, uh, and that's plugging plug in, in the bare minimum, basically. Um, but it's impossible, unfortunately, to know the correct numbers to plug in in, right. in the end. So I would say this. I'd say the Drake equation is a, is more of a thought experiment. Yes. 
you know, it's just a, oh, you know, to give someone a, the, the rough outlines of a, of a sort of idea, this is what goes into creating, you know, a scenario by which there's aliens. And there are, you know, we'll, we'll get into it a little bit more in a second, but I mean, even, even for example, the formation of the stars, mm-hmm. um, keep in mind that, you know, you've got the star formation, but those can't be primary stars. These have to be stars that are the, that are formed out of the corpses of dead stars, which themselves were formed from dead stars, which themselves were formed from dead stars because in order for the planets that would form around this star to, to have enough diversity of, of simple material. That means that that assumes the violent destruction of several stars, maybe several thousands of stars before it. Otherwise you don't get any of the, the elemental particles, the atoms, the, the different elements present to form hydrocarbons, to form the, the precursors to life. Um, you, you need, you literally, this has to grow out of a star's graveyard. Mm-hmm. So it's not as though the clock starts with the first star. That star, that whole area has to be made, you know, for lack of a better term, it has to be fertilized with the remnants of dead stars yep. in that area. So that that really pushes the the starting line way further down the road than people, I think, initially think it would. Mm-hmm. Because we don't have a lot of these elements until stars you know, explode until they go supernova or, you know, they, there's a, that, that's what all of these things are made of. That's what our planet's made of. That's what we're made of. Mm-hmm. We're, we are the result of, of 10 billion dead stars. And finally there's enough um, different elements present in our little section of the world to aggregate into a planet around a sun that happens to be the right size and where the planets in the right place. So there's, while he sort of addresses it, he kind of skirts some of the complexity there. Oh yeah. You know, uh, and, and that's, that's why I say it's a better thought experiment, but, but even saying, okay, so a star forms, well, you're, you're really skipping. There's like five more things that have to be ahead of that in the Drake equation before you even get to that point. So that's, that's my two cents. Yeah. And that, and that's even in his estimate, one star a year, you know, was conservative for that because <laughs> space is big. Yo, right. yo, space is big. Yo, 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 <laughs> space is big. And, and also, and I mean, there's stars coming and going all the time. And and the formation of a star, it's not like a star, like, oh, yeah, the, a star the, doesn't, the turkey popper doesn't just stick out of the, right. the corona. Yeah, like, you don't tur- push a button and a yeah. star is there. <laughs> right. So. so, so the number, even 1,000 to, to 100,000 is pretty conservative in the big picture. That's a yeah. big number to us, but it's a, it's a non, big, yo. non-existent yo. number. Space is big. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. That's the subtitle for tonight's episode. Space is big. Yo, that's, that's the Drake equation, but let's talk about Fermi's paradox more yeah. to the point. Okay. The, so you've got the numbers from, from the Drake equation uh-huh. and there are this many, ten hundred thousand. Uh, societies screaming through the cosmos mm-hmm. and none of them are stopping here for gas. Yeah. Why not? Uh, the results of a rather flippant offhand comment by physicist Enrico Fermi. That's why physicists have to practice discipline at all times. The slightest word can crush your mind. 
it's the apparent contradiction between high estimates of the probability of the existence of extraterrestrial civilization and humanity's lack of contact with or evidence for such civilizations. Fermi famously asked, where are they? Why haven't we seen any traces of intelligent extraterrestrial life? Enrico Fermi and colleague Michael H. Hart argued the following basic points of this equation. Number one, the sun is a typical star and relatively young. There are billions of stars in the galaxy that are billions of years older than our sun. Number two, with high probability, some of these stars will have Earth-like planets. Assuming the Earth is typical, some of these planets may develop intelligent life. Number three, some of these civilizations may develop interstellar travel, a technology Earth is investigating even now. And number four, even at the slow pace of currently envisioned interstellar travel, the galaxy can be completely colonized in a few tens of millions of years. Uh, basically, it's a conflict between an argument of scale and probability and a lack of evidence. It's, it's too big for there not to have been some kind of contact. Yep. And here's the, here's the thing, though. You have... I mean, charitably, we have, we have been looking for aliens. I mean, if you want to include, you know, all telescopes ever 300 years, at least have we, and we've only been really actually looking for aliens for a hundred. If that 50, I mean like radio telescopes and things like that. Like we've only had the technology for say even 50 years to really, to really look as, as best we currently can, which is granted what everyone has always been doing. But like we have optical, we have radio telescopes. We have a lot of different tools we have to use. Now we have mm-hmm. the Hubble, you know, we have things oh, yeah. like that. A new um, one coming out soon. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so there's a lot of, uh, for what we've been looking for a f- fraction of a nanosecond in the, in the big scheme of things. Oh yeah. Um, you know, so if, and consider how new we are on the scene in, in this, in the cosmic time frame. you know, somebody comes whizzing by a hundred thousand years ago. This is just another planet like any other got a bunch of stuff running around on it. <laughs> yeah. You know, like there's, there's a lot of reasons to, to, but in my mind, temporarily to say, well, mm. but those arguments, the ones that I'm making about, well, just because they haven't come to us, there's a lot of um, arguments that, that, good, well-reasoned arguments that, that negate my belief that just because we just showed up doesn't mean we shouldn't be seeing something. For example, a gentleman by the name of Freeman Dyson. Freeman. Freeman proposed that um, this, this concept of a uh, society requiring more energy. And first, you, we harness what energy we can. Then we can harness all the energy from a planet, then from a sun. And he, you, know, you, you hear of Dyson spheres, um, which I think sometimes are considered to be a a sphere completely encapsulating a sun, which uh-huh. is not, which is not required at all, but just even a loose network around a sun harnessing all that energy. Um, there is work done. Like one of the active pursuits looking for extraterrestrial intelligence is to look for star systems that are dimmer than they should be hmm. because of solar harnessing. If someone else is, is actually created 
something on the on the on the scale of a Dyson sphere or something that is harnessing some of that solar energy. So a, a star is somewhat dimmer than it should be. That's one of the things they're looking for. Hmm. We can, we can see those things. We can, you know, there's so many interesting tools we're using to look for them, but we still haven't seen anything, which, yeah. you know, there are so many different, uh, things that, you know, uh, arguments within the, the Fermi paradox. Another one is gamma ray bursts. Oh, and these things are terrifying. I didn't totally terrifying. I didn't even know about them until I was reading this. I read an article about this maybe six months ago. And so gamma ray bursts are something that um, uh, astronomers are, are well are well aware of. They're these intensely high. I mean, when I say intensely high energy, I mean we can't conceive of this much energy being released at one point. We are seeing it something from hundreds of millions of light years away and it can still give us a real strong sunburn. I mean like these, these, these hypermassive energy bursts that are, I believe are the result of a hypernova. Mm -hmm. They release so much energy in the form of gamma rays. It was a star exploding. Yeah. Right? Okay. Star, star explosion that they instantly irradiate anything in a sphere around them of hundreds of light years. Or, 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 I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. Way more than that. Hundreds of thousands of light years, millions of light years. They just, it just, it just kills everything around it. Yeah. And, and so, you know, knock on wood, everyone on this planet, that there hasn't been one within the, the murder range of this planet. <laughs> it, it's just, it's just a, a, a quirk, a statistical anomaly. That there's yeah. something so far away, and and here's the worst part, could already have happened. It could be on its yeah, way, and be, we can't know. Happening. It's happening. It's they're coming at you so close to the speed of light that we receive no warning. It just shows up one so day. So by the so by the time we see, oh my God, look at there's there's a huge star explosion. Yeah, you the know, last, out in that quadrant, and then like a year later, oh, <laughs> right. Burned. If if that, I don't even think we'd get that much warning. Maybe not a year, yeah. I mean, it just... Burninated. Yeah, and so there's a, a big theory that, that gamma ray bursts are responsible for irradiating huge portions of the galaxies. Boom. I mean, now now no one gets to live there anymore. That's how, that's how you get ants. <laughs> scary. Space is scary. Now, we talked about this when, you, when Flora, when you were talking about the um, colonization of a galaxy... Von Neumann probes. We talked about that oh, yeah. with uh, with Johnny Maltby. Um, that's how you do that. You create a probe that knows how to create itself. And using a Von Neumann probe, you could completely colonize. A, a, like in, again, 10, 20 million years, not a lot of time. In the big scheme. So why haven't we seen something of that nature? Why haven't we seen uh, anything like that moving through here? But the thing is, I mean, we're just one galaxy. Yeah. Out of billions, right, <laughs> right. This is just this is just on our block, uh, in a very 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 big city. <laughs> oh man, it, it, it's I I cannot comprehend it. Like I feel like I can begin to comprehend it, and yet I can't. Right, none of us can. I, I you know what. I find it very calming. It's what I think about when I can't sleep. A I lot of people say that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's it's very. It's, I like it, uh, but it's a fun vacillation between we should like. How come we haven't seen anybody yet? To how on earth would we? 
<laughs> you yeah. know, um, it's such a, a crazy thing. And we might be like on the first cusp, the first generation of planets of, of stars that have enough stardust around them to, to make planets that could sustain the, some kind of intelligent life. Yeah. yeah. And then you, then you cross the, the gamma ray barrier. Then you, you yeah. there in, in the Fermi paradox, there are different barriers to survival yeah. in, in, in basic terms. Each barrier will weed out planets or, or species that, that can't continue life. Yeah. That, that life will not go on in all the hypotheses, uh, in, in, in all the, the thought that goes behind it, either the human race has yet to cross the last barrier of, of basic extinction or interstellar travel. Or we have crossed it, and we're super fucking lucky. Yeah, and and we're on our way to you know Sailor Moon of of <laughs> the universe. Yeah, we and all so, turn into super beings. So as we go out, so we're we know we want to, and, and in the next you know fifty years, definitely we're going to be like living on the moon. We're going to have people on Mars, maybe even some moons of Jupiter or Saturn, looking for evidence of life on, on other planets. And if we find any evidence of organized life in a very weird way, bad news for us, <laughs> because it means that there was organized life on this other planet and it hit the filter. Yeah. We, so as long as we don't find anything, it, it we have the possibility that we're, that we're past the filter. Yeah. But if we find dead civilizations somewhere else, we may not have passed the filter. Yeah, which means it's it's a huge pop quiz that's coming up. <laughs> right. And if we're not prepared for it, we're going to get effed in the ass. Yeah. Now, here's a great... Ass. 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 Oh, no, robots were still back. Ass. <laughs> um, Don't wake me. <laughs> <laughs> now... And there's also this thing where, where life could thrive on a planet for a very long time and never organize itself into anything. Dinosaurs. Right. In, in particular, lystrosaurs on, on planet Earth. The, the, the very clean bacteria killing things. Right? That's right. No, no, no. I'm sorry. That's Lysol source. That's what you get from using too much Lysol on, on, on unprotected skin. Lysol source. More gallons. So our planet... For 30 million years, had lystrosaurs. And that's it. Plants and one animal. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there was a handful of other things dicking around somewhere. But for 30 million years, we were a one-trick pony on this planet. And it took a very long time for any sort of speciation to kick back in again. So that, I mean, think about this when it comes to other planets, uh, every other timeline. I mean, think about the crazy weird road that took us to get here oh yeah i mean and and so there there's so many weird barriers to to a stable environment and for all we know that we're just this tiny little planet hidden in the back corner of the galactic cupboard that no one's bothered to clean out and and for all we know we're the only ones that have been lucky enough to develop uh sentient brains i, I yeah, guess self-awareness i, I don't who, know who knows like it's such a precise cocktail mixture that has to happen randomly for some kind of 
quote unquote intelligent life to emerge. Right. But the the thing is with with these um e- equations and, and the thought experiments and what have you, there's so many venues for something like this to happen. That's what people are saying. That's what these physicists are saying. There has to be well, statistically, there's a good chance we're not alone. Right. Now, the statistics turns out pretty close to 100%. I know what I said about 100% before. But that's before I started really lovingly, longingly looking over this lovely list of aliens. Lots of L's. Alliteration. <laughs> so, yeah. So, despite what was just now a very reasoned discussion about science and cosmology and astronomy and biology and prehistory. I mean, we covered a lot of ground. Now it's time to get into the real science. That's right. Of alien taxonomy. The time has arrived. Dramatic guitar, thunder sound, Franken duck. sound. Is such a thing even possible? Yes, it is. That's a lot of sounds in a row. Well, I broke it up by saying Sucolos sound. Nice. <laughs> All right. Well, here we go. That's right. We're going to get into the types of motherfucking aliens that may be out there in the solar system. Oh, and they are. Just because they can. Uh, this, this is no by no means a comprehensive list of the alien species that may have visited, may are visiting, may will visit. <laughs> Maybe living in your basement. Maybe oh. you right now. <laughs> right. With a with a I hope this gets uncomfortable. Erase. But we're gonna go through quite a few interesting I do so love interesting races of aliens, species of aliens, types of aliens. Races. Where do where do you think this comes from? Is this people's experiences therefore definitions this is this this is a tough this is i mean i'm and i'm i'm it's a tough question to answer without i mean it's it's a tough question to answer neutrally <laughs> sure um, yeah i guess the way you described it is the best way these are from from personal experience anecdotes whatever this is, I mean, yeah, compiled I'll, I'll, into a list. Yeah, from people's people's experiences, people's stories, uh, lots of channelers. A lot of these, a lot of this is filled in by people who are channeling uh, people other that are entities, have, uh, abductees. Yep, abduction stories. Um, people's repressed memories, mm-hmm. previous. I mean, life regression therapy comes into play in this in some cases. Wit- witnesses to. Yeah. Something. And and honestly, I'm just going to go ahead and say a lot of internet fan fiction. Sure. A lot of, you know. We're, we're we, <laughs> I, I don't know about you, but some of the lists. I think you do know about me. That I found included a lot of things like Star Wars characters. Yeah. Star Trek characters, like things that are definitely fiction. Right. And they but say, are oh, no, in alien no, it's races. totally real hiding right. in plain sight. You know, that's there are the, greys the and Romulans, right? Mm. Or, or I, f- I found there was one, uh, I hope I can find them again on here that were described as, I mean, 
they were describing Vulcans and Romulans. They're like, yeah. oh, they're they're dark skinned, tall. They live a long time, pointy ears, pointy ears. They have bowl cuts or very, uh, you, know, you know, straight haircuts. And I was like, uh, okay, okay. I, I know Spock when you're talking Spock. Yeah, don't talk Spock to me and think I'm not going to know you're talking Spock. R.I.P. the The moral of the story is though that. There's yeah, and like some of the lists that I saw included as aliens Sasquatch. Well, yeah, yeah. Actually, I'm okay including that uh, above um, Romulan Vulcan Ferengi. You know, (laughs) I'm okay with that because that is a viable theory for (laughs) Wookies. For for no, not that. (laughs) That's that's where I draw the line. Oh, so so yes to Sasquatch, no to Wookiees? Yes. Interesting choice, Flora. Thank you. David Flora wants to deny Wookiees the right to vote. What do we? How, how should we do this? I mean, there's so many. We're not going to get them all. No. But we're gonna we're gonna collect as many Pokemon as we can. Yeah. So. We're gonna do one from each letter. I like that. Yeah. And if there's like That's, a big a big name, we'll we'll do more than one. But right. for and, now, and I hope there's some gaps because 26 would still be a lot. Man, even A has a lot. Oh god! Well, it's because everybody everybody wants to t- start with A, so they seem cooler. But so let's start with the Alpha Draconians, like you do. Reptilian beings who are said to have established colonies in Alpha Draconis. Like all reptilians, these claim to have originated on our planet thousands of years ago. This is something that comes up a lot. A lot of these aliens used to live here. A lot of these aliens are humans. They're like Star Lord. They started on Earth. They grew up in the stars. Now they want to come back or don't. I don't know. How does that make them alien then? That's my question. Well, I, I, I could, I'll give you this argument that star Lord aside from, uh, probably doing pretty well with the ladies culturally couldn't be more separate. I don't care. Average earth. I don't care about their fucking culture. Oh, wow. It's, it's where you, it's where you're born. It's where you come from. Okay. All right. I don't know. It's, It's just me. But I feel like you're edging into a racist tirade, and I kind of want to push you into it. Yeah, I'll 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 go planetist on you. <laughs> planetist, planetist. Uh, and another thing comes up a lot. Earth is not Earth to these people. It's Terra. Yeah, they are always planning uh, an invasion. They want to take Earth back, and they may or may not already have. Uh, they this is again. It says reptilians already. Are they working with the reptilians in the Hollow Earth? Yes. Are they related? Yes. Are they the same? Yeah. These are the descendants of the, you know, the reptilians descended from the dinosaurs. And these are the guys who went out to the stars and were like, hey, while we were gone, all these these damn shaved apes moved in. Took our jobs. Yep. They they took our jobs. And so, boom, there you go. Earth is, is, is a solution to population, pollution, food, and other environmental problems for them. That's that's alpha yeah. draconians. That's 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 the reptilians. Really, there's all kinds of reptilians that are running around. Oh, but well, how about this one? You want your letter B? Yeah. How about the Bootians? They are also rep- re- re- reptilians from the Booty system. We went over Bo- this. Booties, right? Because that's what yeah. from the Black Knight satellite. That's right. Yeah, the Booty system. Uh, and they're just like the they they're just like the Draconis. They're they're all. They're all best friends. <laughs> then you got the uh, Setians or the Tau Setians. Yeah. This is a human race um, of, of aliens that uh, apparently they uh, appear Mediterranean or South American with, with tanned skin. Oh, yeah. These are who we're talking about. These are the Romulans. 
and they yeah they're they're very similar to Caucasians, except for like slightly pointed ears, a higher physical density for their size. They got broader noses. They're around five five. What about their average. hairstyle? They've got crew style haircuts or Roman <laughs> style. Roman. Yeah, they're said to be in alliance with the Pleiadians, who in turn, according to contactees, have federated alliances with the Vegans, the Umamites, and others, or the Vegans, if you right. will. Right. We'll get to those guys. <laughs> Vegans. Now, I only learned this phrase recently because I saw a really great play called Bad Fake Love in Chicago. What is it? The phrase, it looks like the people who are talking this are starting trying to, trying to marry sue themselves into these situations. Like, oh, well, they made an alliance with the space vegetarians. So I know I'm okay. <laughs> They're making themselves a, a character in their yes. their own narrative. Exactly. Okay, sounds moving. like a cool play, bro. Sounds like a cool play. Bro. So, sounds like something that that would have some cool impressions in it. I don't know. Yeah, probably had a really cool guy named David Flora in it. Did we? Did we? I I don't feel like we talked it up on the podcast. We, we didn't, should. and it's over. Well, shit, I should have. I failed you. Sorry, bro. I I did an impression of Snape of Severus Snape. As portrayed by Alan Rickman, yeah, and, and Voldemort as really, portrayed by Ray Fiennes. Really like the Voldemort. Play. It's my favorite part. Yeah. Anyway, Chicago uh, Storefront Theater. <laughs> okay. Okay. Now, now we're on to letter D. <laughs> Dracoborgs. Oh no. <laughs> yes, cybernetic forms controlled by reptilian entities. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry. I shouldn't. I shouldn't. No snort. <laughs> no. 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 They've got uh, yeah Dracoborgs. They're infiltrators. You can tell them because they have a slightly sulfurous smell. Oh, wow. They don't have fingerprints oh. or ears, and they look a little fakey, a little artificial. Who does that sniff like? Men in black? Oh, that's right. Don't they have sort of some of those? Some of those, but they have ears because well, they wear, yeah, they wear sunglasses. Sometimes sometimes a weird smell, some, and mostly fakey, for sure. Did you know... That D and D and fantasy actually is a uh, space alien uh, origins or originated. Really? Well, I don't know, but the dwarves so, are yeah. aliens. Yeah, yep, they're on my list too. These are diminutive humans who have allegedly been encountered in or near caverns in various parts of the world. Maybe they came from a a. a High gravity planet, a larger planet. Yeah, that'll make you uh, smaller, more dense. More compact, stronger. They should not be confused with the small elementals or nature spirits, which some believe are ethereal in nature, yet have the ability to appear in solid or semi-solid forms at times. They average between three and four feet in height, although at times they've been seen as small as two feet. Hmm. They allegedly live in subterranean systems to a large extent as a protective measure. Now, what are they being protected against? Us or the sun? Well, people who would pick them up and shake them for fun. I don't know. Throw them against Velcro walls and probably Probably protection. Here's the other thing you run into a lot is a lot of these people are subterranean earth dwellers. Yeah. So probably against the other subterranean earth dwellers. I mean, there's everything down there. The earth has to be hollow. (laughs) Too many races for there not to be. Otherwise, there's no room. 
And I asked you this uh, earlier, um, OOC, like if if someone came, if a, a, a an alien race came from a different colored star, say a blue star or a red star, would our Earth's yellow sun be detrimental to them? Would it would it affect them somehow? Would it damage them? You know, would their skin be? Con- I don't know. I mean, there's just no way to know. I mean, I would. My guess is this is probably not. Because, uh, well, I don't know. I mean, a red are sun, they, a are red the UV star. rays different? Yeah, the wavelength is different. But I don't, I don't know about the components of the energy. I don't know. I mean, like our planet is pretty well insulated from our sun. You know, electromagnetically, um, we don't, we don't have a lot of, you know, like not only our atmosphere, but uh, also um, our magnetic field protects us from a lot of like solar wind and damaging particles and. You know, we our planet is is pretty well protected, so I, I don't I don't I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what the wavelength. It wouldn't of give a, them superpowers. I can damn guarantee that. I just wonder what a blue star would would do for a. Well, that's a higher a species a higher that higher wavelength, so higher frequency. I don't know. Yeah, because because red is lower, right? Yeah. The, the yeah. Um. Well, I don't know what what. Oh, so, anyways, let's let's keep going down the alpha bird. So we can skip. Uh, e and F. And so how about G big winners, the grays? Oh God. That's the one everybody knows. Everybody says that that's why we, they, they're preparing ourselves. They're preparing earth for their introduction by making themselves kind of part of this. You know, like we part of your world. Yeah. We all, when you say space aliens or whatever, I want to be where the humans are. Everybody knows what a gray looks like in one form or another, you know, give or take a few inches. They're they're tiny little wispy things with giant black almond eyes, um, but they're huge are heads. Huge heads, uh, tiny little slit for a mouth, and they love abduction. Oh man, they love abduction. They love to take you, take you up into their ship. They're gonna buy you a nice lobster dinner, stick things up your butt, right up that butt, right up. They're going right for that. Butt. Sometimes bypassing the lobster. Yep, yeah, they straight are straight for the butt. They are the uh, the the scientists of the skies, and all of their work is on the human butt capacity. Now, now there's a lot of uh, discussion, discussion, debate, debate that these guys are the are the brains of the old reptoids or reptilians. But there's also the camp that says the reptilians are the actual overlords, and the greys are controlled by them. Yeah, that they, but they, but they're related. That like the, the brutish reptilians are like the overlords, and the the greys are like all the little sissy nerds. Or you know, who's to say? <laughs> Again, this is where you get into like the larger. You know, like as as you read more about these, even in these small descriptions of these different races, there gets to be like some soap opera in there. Like, oh well, this race and this race had an alliance until it broke apart. Now yeah. they they factionalized into this side, and you've. You know, I, who's on top, greys or reptilians? We know they're working together, but we don't know the power structure. You know, Finkel and Einhorn, in it together. How? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Your gun is digging into my hip. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, there's, yeah, the, the greys, I mean, everyone's very familiar with them. Uh, Whitley Strieber, Strieber is very familiar with them. Mm. We gotta watch that. We gotta watch that movie. They, they also say that they... Uh, maybe feed off of human and animal vital fluids by rubbing a 
liquid protein formula on their bodies, which is then absorbed through the skin. <laughs> what? Yeah. That's how they eat, right? Getting protein rubbed into their skin. <laughs> they range from three and a half to four and a half feet tall. A lot of self-control on, on this podcast right now. There's there's a so much self-control, self-control, you guys. So much self-control. There's no end to the stories of, of greys and what they do to people and yeah. how they control or manipulate people or slash governments. They, they erase memories. They abduct you. They come through the wall in the middle of the night. They give your car a bit worse gas mileage. They mess with a thermostat. That's what's doing it. Ah, it says greys are re- reportedly extremely deceitful, and although they do act on logic, to them it's logical to use extreme, extremely complex forms of deception to bring about their goals. Wow, what a bunch of asshats. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know who else is in the Gs? Who? Gypsies. On my list, they put gypsies on the list. Gypsies, of aliens. yeah, not fair. Come on, guys. I know. Come on. Well, well, what's it say about them? Well, you know, the funny thing is, the reason why they they have like these guys on here is uh, our friend Carlos Allende from the uh, Philadelphia <laughs> Experiment. Yeah, that's. Oh yeah. Yeah, they they're they're pulling him in. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh jeez. And that he oh. was that he was like. Part of their ancient gypsy knowledge of interstellar travel. And wow, going all the way back to the Vedas, to the yeah. to the India, uh, to the Indic. Yeah, so that's epics. kind of fun and weird. What do we got for H? Oh man, which one of these do you want to talk about? How about um, the Hyadians? Hi- yeah, Hyadians in the constellation Taurus, like the Pleiades and Vega, are said to have been the destination of yet another group of refugees from the ancient Lyran Wars. Uh, you know what? Why didn't I just say Hyadians? Sausage, sausage, sausage. Right. <laughs> what the f***? Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Yep. <laughs> Moving on. Eyes. I'm sorry I picked that one. <laughs> okay. Uh, I just, just to get it out there, Iguanoids. They are Iguana-like <laughs> hominids. Four to five feet tall. Yep. I... And they are, guess what? They're working with your old pals, the reptiles and the greys. Oh, man. They're, it's, it's, it's the horse to back. Yeah, it really so, is. So they think. What, what do they do? They, uh, there's a lot of... Uh, they, they, <laughs> yeah, you read it the same yep. time I did. Go for it. You <laughs> they utilize black witchcraft, sorcery, and other forms of mind control against their enemies. They appear to be a dimension-hopping sorcerer or priest from among the reptoid species. Love it. I, you know what? 60%, 40% sorry I'm laughing while we while we give these definitions. 60% not sorry at all. <laughs> no, and you know what? And, you know, I'm going to look into this. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to remember a lot of these things because when we go to the Milwaukee Paracon, I want to talk to people about that and I want to get... You know, and it's, I have to approach it carefully. Sure. But I want to know, like, are people who, you know, talk about grays and stuff, are they like, oh, God, the iguanoids? Yeah, no. This one asshole 20 years ago made a big stink about iguanoids. Now they show up on every fucking list. No one believes in them. You know, like, I don't know. I don't know yeah. what the lay of the land is. And this is a pretty long, comprehensive list. So, you know, and it's not possible for everyone to believe in all of this. So, 
I'm, I'm curious as to know what are the credible ones? What are the not credible ones? And for that, we just have to go meet folks and ask them. Sure. Talk to people. Yeah. Like there are definite superstars in this as, as yeah. keep coming up, the reptilians, the grays. <laughs> what about these, uh, these tertiary ass hats? Like right. how do they fit into things? Yeah. It's interesting. It's interesting. But Apparently, they're enough to get on a list somewhere on the old angel fires. Right, exactly. And it could be as simple as that. One piece of creepy pasta and boom, iguanoids. So do we do a J or do we skip it? Oh, skip it. Not even worth it. All right, L. Well, we we skip J and K. Yeah, just you're welcome. They're a little, little silly. You're welcome. A little silly. On our list, there's only one of each and there shouldn't be. So what do we got for L? Lyrans. The suppo- uh, they, these were the human inhabitants of Lyra, who are supposed to be from Terra. They were driven out of the system several thousand years ago, and uh, they made it to the Lyra constellation, and they might be of reptoid descent. Oh, D- man. During the Lyran Wars, which are mentioned in several Contact D accounts, max ex- a mass exodus of humans reportedly left the system and escaped to the Pleiades, Woo! the Hyades. Ooh. <laughs> and to Vega, which are all in Lyra. And wow. uh, this region, like our own system, might still be a battleground between Saurian greys and humans. So, like, it really is. There's, like, a thousand Star Lords out there. Like, we're, we're just some humans among many humans. I got to tell you, with these alien species, it, it sounds like we're reading a uh, penny dreadful of Star Wars people. Right. And here's the other weird thing is though they 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 organize themselves by constellations that are and, only yeah, star systems that, that are, are visible like those constellations only make sense from earth and let's be honest constellations don't really make sense. I mean, I get That's it. That's a great point. You know, like I mean, you every everyone in their whole life, you know, like the big dipper and the little dipper are the only point, constellations on point. that make sense. But Ursa Major and Ursa Minor, they don't look like bears, people. You can't just Dude. draw any picture you want around. Dude, Big Dipper, Little Dipper, Ursa Major, Ursa Minor, the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> All part of the same thing. <laughs> what have you become? Boom. <laughs> right in your face. Lyrans. Keep drinking, yeah. tough guy. No, like, uh, ow. The, um, the constant, yeah. <laughs> You can't blame them for what we call them, I guess. But are they going by the same name that we call them? I think they are. Is that, is that too far out for, for this discussion? It's like, a, it's like a soap opera, but planet Earth is always at the center, and yet nothing's happening here. Yeah. And Earth is also Terra, yeah. and we get that. So I guess they could get that, too. Yeah. It's like a waspy dinner party where everyone's mad, but no one wants to raise their voice because Nana will know something's up. Is she still alive? Barely. What's for M's? Oh man, you know what? M M M's a big winner. M's we, a good one. Yeah, we've got a few ones. Uh, starting with classic Martians. Oh, Martians, Martian, Martian, Martians. Well, first of all, um, the two moons of Jupiter of, of Mars, Phobos, Phobos and Deimos, are asteroids that have been hollowed Thank you, out. Doom. Yeah, <laughs> is that how you learned that? That's how I learned it. I learned it from uh, uh, C Lab. Oh yeah, Sir Photo, Sir Phobos, beater of ass, knight of Mars. Great. So yeah, they uh, there are Martians. They got these hollowed out asteroids. Uh, one of them is controlled by the Greys. Uh, the other one is I don't know controlled by the Rosicrucians, maybe. <laughs> the Georgia Guidestones. Yeah, 
Um, well, they kept the population down, so they oh, got a whole planet out of the deal. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much that's it for the Martians. They keep a low yeah, profile. Yeah, um, yeah, they're possibly thousands of years old for the civilizations on on the old Martians. MIBs are on the list. The old good old Men in Black, apparently yeah. also named. Horlocks. Never heard that before. I've never heard that. I'm almost positive there's a porn movie by that title, though. Horlocks. Um, but yeah. Uh, so, controlled by draconian influences. Yeah. They, Interesting. They only appear human, which we got a little Indrid Coldish kind of thing there. Oh, yeah. So there you go. MIBs. What about the moon eyes? What's the moon eyes? These are people who are on the moon. Uh, who were seen by the uh, by our, our own astronauts, but we're not allowed to talk about it. Uh huh. Seven to got, eight feet tall. Yeah, they got wraparound eyes. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Pale blue skin, sensitive yep. to light. May <laughs> may be allied to the Nordics. But if you want to find one here on Earth, check the deep cavern systems beneath uh, the Ozarks. That's right, Arkansas. Yeah. Home of the moon and nights. Home, home of the moon eyes. How about how about our perennial favorite, our longtime best friend, the Mothman? Mothman. Wow, this is this is interesting. This is kind of uh, um, Earth um, a a a a, shat, a mind blowing account of what the Mothman are. A race of largely subterranean pterodactyloid like humans with bat like wings. So if you're <laughs> If you're playing along at home, pterodactyloid and bat-like. Yeah, but the wings aren't pterodactyloid at all. They're, they're more. They're definitely more bat-like. We had to think about that a lot. Sometimes they described as possessing horns and considered very similar to the old devil. Devil baby. According to certain individuals. Uh, very intelligent, extremely malignant. Oh, well, they're harbingers of bad fortune and ill repute. What do you want, brother? Man, they've been in uh, referred to in connection with birdmen, uh, pteroids, and encountered near underground systems near Montauk Point in Long Island. Birdman! Pleasant. Never heard of it. West Virginia and Dulce, New Mexico. Episode two. That's Point right. Pleasant. That's right. Mothman. Yeah. How about, you know, you you would think we'd skip O, but we're not gonna. How about this for, sounds like it came straight out of a sci-fi movie. The Orange. <laughs> this is like a real big blanket term for a couple of different, uh, I don't know, antagonists and different. Ferengi? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, they got red or orange hair. They're stocky yellow. Um, they might be uh, genetically altered humans or human own, human reptoid. Hi, uh, reptoid. Everything comes back to these damn reptoids. I know they're 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 fucking everybody. There's a lot of talk about soul matrices, matrix. Uh. So these are like big carrots that walk around, right? Yeah. Wow. Well, Dave, how about your favorite, my favorite, the Pleiadians? Oh, thank God, we finally got to these sexy, sexy scientists. Uh, blonde, or in some cases brunette, Nordic-type humans based in the Pleiadian... Taigeta? Taigeta and other systems, which were allegedly colonized by refugees from their former planetary abodes in the Lyra constellation, which I guess came also from Terra. 
<laughs> right. Which were invaded by reptiloid entities from Alpha Draconis, the main Pleiadian planet of Era, not Terra. Era, Era. Was reportedly terraformed by the Lyran refugees. And they were apparently the first humanoid society to develop hyperspace travel. Yeah, and they they also, let's, you know, I, I forget what episode it was on now, but they will also come to you at night and teach you physics while banging you sideways. They will make sweet, sweet love to you and by that act teach, teach you, you whatever you want to know. Yeah, super advanced physics and science sexually. Yeah. Whatever, whatever information you want to glean from them, they will do it via your genitalia. Yes, they will. Which brilliant, brilliant. No Bring them co- on. Yeah, no college dropouts <laughs> of the Palladian system. What we got for ours? How about the reticulans? Guess like what? It. They're reptoids. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <sighs> Sasquatch. Yeah, I don't, I don't yeah. like that they're on the list. That's irritating. You don't like to me. it, but it's it's been thrown out there as a as a theory of as to what a Sasquatch or a Bigfoot would be. That you know, people say, well, maybe they're interdimensional beings. That's on the list for an explanation for a Sasquatch. Why not an alien? Yeah, all right. What does it say about them? A lot. It says they're cavern dwellers, which is kind of weird to me. Everything on this list, if it's not a reptoid, right. is a cavern dweller. Everything lives underground. They make lots of references to tons of different underground bases. There's a DIA reference. <laughs> um, Dulce, New Mexico, Dulce, we just New- hit. Yeah, tons of those things. That whoa 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 whoa! There have been hairy hominoids which possessed either robot-like or amphibian characteristics, suggesting biogenetic manipulation to create biological machines or cyborgs. You want to know what this is? Wow! You want to know where this coming? I can tell you right now where this came from. Plan Nine from outer space, gorilla suit, robot head. Mm. That's where this is coming from. It's an Ed Wood reference. Yeah, that's exactly what that is. Wow. Son of a bitch. <laughs> All right. Moving on. The Syrians? 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 Sy- from Sirius? Sirius, yeah. Yeah. At the epicenter of the Ashtar Command, um, which we have discussed before. Our old buddy Ashtar. Or a start day. Put on your headbands with a silver dollar and an amethyst crystal and I think a piece of copper. Now you're ready. <laughs> To dial Ashtar <laughs> with your mind. That's the song you have to Be-woo. sing. It's like his ringtone. Uh, yeah, the Syrians, uh, they are, oh boy. They, what? what oh, is they're it? part of the Ashtar or Astart Collective where humanoids of various types, Sasquatch, reptides, grays, insectoids, and reptilian Ooh. insectoid hybrids. Oh, yeah. Cybernetic MIB entities and oh, collaborated. Oh, my God. There. Okay. Boob beings. Yeah. That beings that are just boobs. Right. <laughs> the, the boobanites. <laughs> their, their endless war with the Napoleons. <laughs> From the areola sector. Oh, God. You've done it. Yeah. You've, you've burned a I lot on that I can see, like, the whole list just moved down <laughs> yeah. because something was just created. <laughs> yeah, this is like a story. This is not... This it. is a comic book. It's not even... Yeah, it's it's a comic book. I mean, there's, there's the well, Empire. There's the Federation. There's the Rift within the two. The Unholy Six. Wow. The Orion Empire. It's a comic book. Jesus. 
Oh, this is, mentions DIA. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, these um, are the underground bases. Yeah. There's also uh, bases in under Paradox, Nevada, and Dugway, Utah. <sighs> and the the war that's going on with these these folks in Sirius B, Sirius the uh, star, uh, is gravitating towards the Soul system, which is ours, our system. And uh, yeah, pr- prepare yourself, prepare your butts, hold on to your butts, Samuel L. Jacksons. Yeah, all of them. Let's see. What, what about the? Uh, How about the Telosians? Yeah, let's go to the Telosians. These are tall, blonde inhabitants of a reestablished network of subsurface antediluvian colonies located throughout the western states. I, I, I take it the United States headquarters at Mount Shasta. Shasta, which is also a place to get to what Agartha, wasn't it? Yep. Yep, and you get into some Lemuria. Oh, they were sometimes referred to erroneously as Lemurians, as it is believed that the cavern cities which they rediscovered and built upon were once part of the antediluvian civilization called Lemuria, which is actually a hypothetical lost continent in the Indian Ocean. Uh, foreshadowing, we, we, we might be covering that soon. Yeah. We're getting our, our read on. Yeah, we that, are. But fun fun to talk about either way. They may have loose contact with the Pleiadians. Who doesn't have loose contact with the Pleiadians? Yeah. And uh, the name telos is a Greek word meaning uttermost or purpose. Yet some of the inhabitants refer to ancient ties with Neo-Mayan tribes. And therefore, many of them may possess a Greco-Mayan ancestry. Oh, God, yes. Hmm, let's just take a couple of ancient civilizations and... Uh, Smash them together. Dartboard. Dartboard. Right. <laughs> Telosians are part of a Melchizedek spiritual order with connections to the Ashtar collective mind and have dealings with extraterrestrials and Arcturus, Arcturus, Sirius, and Saturn, as well as other dimensional beings. Oh, man. Are you having fun on the, on the log <laughs> yeah, flume? Yeah, no doubt. Are you getting wet on this log flume? That's the question. How about yous? There's a couple yous to choose from. Which one you want, Dave? I want the Alterans, the ultra-terrestrials. Uh, these are people that that uh, they people only encounter them when they're entering or leaving an alternate or parallel existence. Wow. Yeah. Um, there's a little bit of uh, soapboxing here. I like. I love this though. At the bottom of this list, after we've heard all these stories, this guy, whoever is writing this, is like. It is very unlikely that more than one physical reality like ours exists. Yet there is a theoretical possibility that another coexistent world might exist on the opposite end of polarity of the actual electromagnetic barrier. <laughs> I love that he was like, guys, this couldn't happen, but I guess. <laughs> but if it did happen, yeah, I'll make here's it up. These right. dudes. So yeah, these are like uh, alternate humans. These are these are this evil flora that doesn't have a goatee. Bizarro flora, yeah, or good flora. <laughs> yeah, I I'm sorry, I'm. I'm more and more convinced we're in the the evil world alternate timeline. Yeah, we're the yeah. bad ones. We're we're living not, in. Yeah, this is I mean, the with worst. all the shit that's going on these the days. The worst possible timeline. It's the worst timeline. Yeah. Sorry. So be it. So yeah, they're they're doing a bunch of shit. <laughs> I mean, uh, the old Terrans. Yeah. I don't know. I, they're on. doing a bunch of shit. They yeah. are. They're up to. They're up to no good. Some good. All good. Uh, you tell me. None good. If you're an Alteran, give us a call. Show us an email. We'll make sure we read it right away. <laughs> and that brings us to... The vegans. 
Yeah. I'm sorry. I mean, vegans. <laughs> the relatively peaceful and gentle humans descended from refugees of the Lyran Wars, whose work closely with other refugee colonists now living in the Pleiades, Wolf 424, and <laughs> elsewhere. Wolf 424 is not exactly Star Trek, but come on, Wolf. I know. I know. It's, it's Star Trek. I, I looked it up. I've got it right here. It's it's in the constellation Virgo. But yeah, it is where where the the Enterprise meets with its past self and they <laughs> defend Klingons. Boy howdy. So there you go. A to, a to V. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah. So there Where you go. Says, now, there are no less than twice as many of these. E- easily. Which I will uh, link to in the show notes. Part three. No. Wrong. Wrong. Um, one of these we mentioned insectoids. We didn't even get to something that was an insectoid. In yeah. Here. Well, that's a. Dude, what the. F- <laughs> that's uh that's off canon. That's uh expanded universe. Uh, Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, but boy, it's out there. It's all out there. It's it's all out. There. And and you know what? If you take away anything from this episode, it's all out there. <laughs> Man. So are th- are they in disguise among us? Some people think so. What do you think, Dave? Nope. I don't. You don't think any aliens are among us right now? Do you think any are observing us? That's possible. I don't think they're among us. I um but maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Do you think any have already been here and left? Possibly. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I, I don't have, like, a real hard, like, I whatever the statistics say, that's kind of the way I lean. Like, it's possible. I don't yeah. rule it out. It's possible the Hulk could deal with it if we needed it to. But. Well, it's because he's, like, he's, like, a really good, he's a hero. He's an yeah, Avenger. He's, he's, he's saved New York. Such superpowers. Such superpowers. At this point, we're just reduced to yeah so so let's just save ourselves the embarrassment and get straight to mother wait what that's alien taxonomy in a reptoid slash gray slash nordic blonde nutshell fucking puns okay (laughs) nutshelled puns Flora, you, I drew first blood last time. You're right. Let's see what I got here. I, I've I've got a race uh, of extraterrestrials. Nice. I, I I might have a few myself. Maybe, but these guys are thugs. They're criminals. Okay, but they're they're just the worst kind because you know they they go be- before the intergalactic um, j- judicial uh-huh. committee and their cases are heard, and but they never admit to to any wrongdoing and they they try to get their sentence reduced by sexual favors oh gross so so they never admit to anything they they try to use sexual favors but usually the the jury is not that uh lenient on them Uh usually it's pretty harsh but that doesn't stop the uh not guilty pleiadians (laughs) oh nice well you know for a long time people were disinclined to believe that there were reptilians among us controlling us working in league with reptilians from virtually every other star system in the world in the Mm -hmm. universe Mm -hmm. and until one man was able to to mathematically lay it out for everyone who 
well, his name was Drake and he was able to finally make the effective snake persuasion. <laughs> because of the reptilians. The Drake equation is the snake persuasion. Yeah. Well, I've, I've got a, a mathematical formula to, uh, to counter yours. A oh, good. Bit, or maybe, maybe to supplement. I don't know. But it's, it's something that says if there's so many ways to die in the, in the universe, why haven't, why haven't all of us died yet? Right. Why are you we know, even it, breathing? It right could now. be everything from like uh, a million paper cuts uh, to to just being stung by by wasps to death, yeah, or maybe like spiders crawling all over us and biting us to death, or maybe there's snakes that just you know wrap around us and and swallow us. And why haven't we all uh, died from this yet? It's yeah. the squirmy paradox. Nice. Ooh, you don't want to think about spiders <laughs> killing you. <laughs> Before I don't know if this happens in in your household, Probably. but it, it doesn't mind, you know. Where it's a big apartment. There's, no, then it doesn't happen to my house. <laughs> it's a big apartment. There's there's clothes everywhere. There's just it's just all over the place. And theoretically, you you could just take them all and just wash them. Just do all that laundry, and it should it should work out. But there's mm-hmm. just something that just stops you. It's what is it? It's a germy pair of socks. Ew. <laughs> yeah. Ew. Ew. Jeremy Parasocks. Jeremy Parasocks. Such oh, gross socks. Such gross. Such puns. Such puns. And now it's time for one more race. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that permeates every corner of the universe. And that would be the contentious race known as Listener Man. <laughs> All right, kicking off listener mail. It isn't Todd one, and it isn't Todd two. Nor is it Todd three or four (laughs) or five. No way. Get ready for the full body blasting experience of Todd X. (laughs) You'll hate him. But, but you love him. <laughs> We're the dumbasses. <laughs> During the Fountain of Youth, we uh, somehow started mumbling about the uh, subject of refrigerators. The clay pot fridge or zeer came to mind. Yeah, you said, no way, dude, was there any kind of refrigeration system used. Yeah, well, I'm a liar. So be it. Are you? I guess I'm an idiot. Why? I don't know. Oh, uh, so it got me thinking about Stecco's time in Antarctica. I am certain that Blurry Photos will be bringing a show dedicated to the polar conspiracies. Uh, the other day I listened to this flat earther, which still exists, named Eric Dubay. Now, normally listening to people that are just wrong is fun as the diversion into reasoning is fascinating. Well, this guy just put me in a foul mood. It was not that he was, it's not that he was just plain wrong. He was a jerk. Mm. I want to track this guy down. So is it possible Blurry Photos could have a segment where you bring a subject into sharp focus? <laughs> wow. I know that this is uh, something when you examine, uh, I know that this is something when you examine the veracity of the subject you cover. Just have a listen to Eric Dubay and we'll understand. Also, how about the Titanic conspiracy? According to the theory, it was not the Titanic that sank, but one of the sister ships, the Olympic. And it seems there was some insurance fraud. Hmm. Never heard well, that. you know, my my thing is, if there's money involved, 
there's a good chance it happened. <laughs> now listen, Todd, I don't know if you're baiting me, but if you want me to do an episode about Titanic, I'll do it. <laughs> I'll do a Titanic episode and I'll save it. <laughs> I'll bring it up from the from the depths. Well, sounds like from that you don't have to. Yeah. Also, there. oh, tragedy of tragedies, Todd will be out of town. He's uh, is a Milwaukeeite. Will not be in town when we're oh, Disney. That's okay. Sure. That's okay. We make Milwaukee our our second home somehow. Sure. We'll be up there again. I bet we will. Yeah. Thank you, Todd. Thanks, Todd. Yes. Dave, we heard from Rhonda, the one who helps. Oh, good. Oh, wait, wait, wait. She says, go ahead and sing it. Stecco is right. I do get it all the time, but you have my permission. I'll give you a moment. uh, I got to be honest, getting permission takes all the fun out of it. I mean, (laughs) yeah, it's part of the fun is you're just like, "Ah, I'm just going to start doing this. And I'm done. That's all. Come on. Give her, if she give you permission, give her the full effect. I'll help. Okay. Yeah. You'll, you'll, well, well, Who's who's, who's singing with me, David Flora or Kentucky Bourbon's Finest? Why does it matter? (laughs) It's a duo. We rolled to the party as a team. Help me, Miranda. Get her out of my heart. That guy always sounds high as f***. He goes, get her out of my heart. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds high at that point. Sounds like the Bhutanese passport. Rhonda. Hey, Rhonda. Thanks for writing in. Sorry. Well, next time, Stecco will sing, I bet. What? No, come on. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> she says, I've been working my way through the archives. So far, this is still my favorite podcast. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Uh, she's been to the Fountain of Youth in St. Augustine and have drunk the water. She's still alive, so it well, must be working. Like all good things for you, it tastes awful. Great. The story they tell there at the archaeological park is that Ponce de Leon became friends with the, the Timucuan Indians that lived in the area. And after noticing they seemed to be a long-lived people, he determined it must have been the water coming from the nearby spring. He took barrels and barrels of the water with him to Spain to drink every day and reportedly lived almost 10 years longer than the average lifespan of a Spanish male at the time, but before he was killed by poison arrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she says her 15-year-old son wants to know if we ever do Q&M sessions, as in question and answer. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you got to answer a question when it gets masked. <laughs> you mask me a question? Come on, man. You want to mask me a question? I'm going to mancer you. I'm going to mancer you so marred. <laughs> she loves candy chat. They're nice ladies. <laughs> and she wants a Titanic shirt. Well, there yeah, it is. It's got two. <laughs> Next time we head to Florida, give her a shout. We shall. Yes, indeed. Thank you, Rhonda. Now get out of our hearts. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think Rhonda was supposed to help him to get someone else out of his heart. Well, Rhonda's there now, so. That's where my blood lives. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got? I've got. <laughs> the hungering of Cthulhu. Oh, yeah. Oh, my. This is how it happens. Never satiated. Oh, boy. Here we go. LOLOLOL, dearest Stecco, <laughs> do not blame yourself for your drunkenness. 
Carl Jung was not supposed to be the subject because he is most, he's the most boring thing in the entire paranormal pantheon. Um, Ooh, look, I acknowledge the science that UFOs are real. Lee, a phenomenon of mass delusion. Oh, Oh! you know, that's something that we missed, you know, the whole alien UFO thing. Is that the only thing we missed? Okay. It's a big subject, guys. It's a rainforest. Also calls him an asshat. (laughs) He says, make the t-shirt. Another vote for, okay. He's a weed. Yeah, so be it. Drink, bang holes in your basement, save the Titanic. Blurryphotos.org. <laughs> I'll send you a design so you don't have you don't have to use it. <laughs> oh, glorious. <laughs> Thank you, Cthulhu Hungers. Oh, thanks, Cthulhu. Dave, heard back from High Heel Jack. Oh, High Heel Jack. It's our favorite part is the hack. She loves a new website. Oh, Very well, nice. thank you. T- Blow, thank you. T- <laughs> I said, thank you. Started to be a it's tip Inuit. of the hat. It's Inuit. <laughs> Have you thought of doing a show about uh, Santa Muerta? Uh, has a large growing cult. Is that like the, from like the Breaking Bad? Was that what the guys were? That's worth looking into. Um, I, I don't know. Well, it's a, it's a drug cartel cult kind of thing. Yeah, like, but there was the two hitmen and they had to like crawl all the way up to the thing. And that's where it was like a, it was a, an altar to death and they got, that's where they got the information on the hit. No, well, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I think that's what, I think that's what that was. That's, that'd be cool. I didn't know I, that was for real. I, I, I briefly, uh, did a, did a glance at it. it yeah, you did a, you did a dime upstate and learned from some other guys that were big into the South American drug game. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's my life. <laughs> I am a convict. <laughs> <laughs> yes yes that's what happened how do you know why are you saying it so casually (laughs) it was 10 years of my life said that might be a a good combo for la llorona for the suggestion i'm going to stop read it up all the listener mail i always want your stuff but i can't because it's because of high heeled yeah La 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 la, Yorona. Hi. That was fun. See, you can't tell someone to sing. You just have to let them find the song themselves. Gosh, you're right. You're right. Oh, gosh. Oh, boy. What, what do you got? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, my good golly gosh. We got an email from Lana. <laughs> That's right. Wow, wow, wow. The lovely lady of Louisville. <laughs> too far, dude. Too far. Too, you go too far. No, I don't. You too far. Hey, Lana. Uh, Lana writes. Hey, fellas. Hi. Hello. So I realize that I, I realize that I'm racking up a large number of promises from the two of you. Oh no. Am I correct? I was just promised a free ticket to the live show. Yes. Well, you are correct. Well. Months ago, I was promised a palm reading session from Flora. Yes. Well, you are correct. Well. Yep. Well, cash that in. Well, and Stecco promised I could sleep on someone's couch. Well. I don't remember that one. Go back and listen. I don't know. Don't. Someone's couch. I promise you can sleep on someone's couch. Oh, my gosh. I promise you can sleep on Flora's couch. You promised a lot of things. Yeah, I did. I also promised to save the Titanic. Yeah, you sure did. <laughs> 
Well, two out of three ain't bad luck. <laughs> uh, let's see. Bum, 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 bum. Not sure if he meant his or if he was signing floor up. I was signing floor up. There you go. Uh, yeah, there it is. Uh, like I do. You guys are digging yourselves into a real hole. <laughs> also, you should pick a date for the live show. Yep. We're working on that. You'll have a June, July summer reading program. She's ready for it. Perfect. That's going to work out well for everyone. I think so, yeah. She went to her house in Florida for vacation and got burnt riding jet skis. Sweet. Got some stomach flu. Not fun. Burr. To make myself feel better, I listened to the old episodes. So thanks for making the vomiting more fun. Yeah. That should be our subtext. Blurry photos. Vomiting's more fun. Yeah, we make the vomiting more fun. <laughs> She says, Flora, I'm glad that you that she didn't make you too angry with her UK comments. Um, you weren't here, and that was heavily edited. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, sorry your team lost and then we're a bunch of babies about it. They I were. S- I yeah. wasn't I wasn't happy with how they handled it, but you know. Yeah. Well, neither were they. Neither were they. She swear that's her last negative comment about UK until next season. Yeah, you'll have plenty next season. Yeah. Shut up. Carl Young episode was a doozy. Truth. And mm-hmm. I was a boozy floozy. Wow. Yeah. feel like Stecco should be in the penalty box just on principle. There you go. I won't, I won't disagree with that. She's taken the Myers-Briggs test before and is, has the same personality type as me. There you go. Yours truly, Dave Stecco. It is uh, it's always a toss-up when I meet people with my personality on whether or not we get along. Sometimes it's like seeing an actual, seeing your actual self as opposed to how you like to view yourself. So Stecco, we either love each other or hate each other. I'm living, I'm leaning towards love. Yeah. You can't have my sofa. <laughs> but I know for a fact that I will like Flora. <laughs> I'm wow. the wild card. Interesting. Husky loving motherfucker. <laughs> Husky? Oh, I forget that the wild What cats. is the matter with you? You and Lana are in league. That's I, I Myers-Briggs sw- for the win. I swear to God, it's the UK Huskies. That's not. Damn, that sucks because Husky loving was, was a really good... Really flow well. Well, Lana's laughing her pants off. Yeah, right wildcat wild kissing. All right, <laughs> face man. How did he know? I know. How about some puns? Uh, recently decided to start a new business. It's similar to a spa experience. It is a place for people to come and explore their deepest natures. It starts off with a one-on-one psychoanalysis, moves into group therapy, and then ends in group sex. It is a place for revitalization where people can let loose and really explore themselves. It's called Young and Free. <laughs> Wow. We also partake of restorative waters so that we can be forever young. Wow. Oh, yeah. Compounded. There is a discount on Fxmas. <laughs> I like that. Uh, sorry about all this then. Uh, it's National Beer Day, and I drank with my cat, and she's a real bitch and got me drunk, but I donated, so that should make up for yeah. it. Yeah. It always Lana, does. you're the best. Yeah, we're like the Catholic Church like in the Middle Ages. You can buy your way out of anything. <laughs> it's great. We, the, the Blurry Photos Vatican is happy to accept that. <laughs> Also, uh, she says, Florida, you took your shit about UK like a goddamn champ. Once again, no, he didn't. Heavily edited. It wasn't lots that of crybaby. Heavily, no. Okay. Heavily edited. Okay, Dave's just heavily trying to edited. Look, look better now. Heavily He's edited. To look better than me. Powerfully edited. All right. Thanks to, thank you, Lana. Thanks, Lana. You're the best. The lovely lady, Lil. Lil. <laughs> <laughs> Quick shout out to John for sending us a, a show suggestion. Nice. Thank you, John. I think we're going to look into that. That's awesome. And you're welcome for for us bringing the weirdness. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, all you have to do is go to Facebook and like us because 
that makes us seem important, as does iTunes reviews of the five-star variety. Yep, it's makes amazing. us feel important. YouTube is, is out there that we can be subscribed to, as is uh, a Twitter at blurry underscore photos. And you can also go to audibletrial.com slash blurry photos and get a free friggin' audiobook. Oh do my it. Gosh, so many great titles out there to choose from. You should just do it. Also, if you're feeling froggy like Lana, uh, go ahead and donate to us. Yeah. If you need us to forgive you, if you've done something, you don't need to tell us what you did. Just write, forgive me. That's right. Here's some money. Um, we'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> we can be bought. Yeah. Uh, anyways, for this episode of Blurry Photos, I have been David Floradian. And I'm Dave the Alpha Draconian Stecco. <laughs> Sexual. Bye. Bye. Oh, no.